Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's John Daniels' intro. Baseball time. Turn on the fan. JD's coming on. He's a baseball man. I gotta get the scoop before I drive home from the kid from Queens calling Arlington home. Car pulls up. Who can it be? A fresh El Camino. It's Thad Levine. He rolls down his window and he started to say, it's all about making that kick-ass trade because the boys in the front office are always hard come talking that trash and they'll pull your car knowing nothing in life but to be legit don't blow me skin i ain't said spit the john daniels show is brought to you by evan williams bourbon and bmw the ultimate driving machine all right joining us now on the ben and skin show john daniels jd how you doing today I'm all right, guys. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Obviously, uh, uh, not a not a great weekend for you guys. Uh, had had a rough series against the Astros, uh, and you know whether it was starting pitching, whether it was the offense, whatever it was, uh, just a just a rough four game stretch. You guys are are in, the, in a little bit of a tailspin here, but hey, those things happen in the in the middle of a season. Is there anything at all, any silver lining in in what you saw this weekend in this Houston series? Well, I thought the first two games, you know, toe to toe with them. We really, I mean, up until Saturday, Sunday, we, we basically it had been you know, pretty evenly fought all uh, all series. You know, we were four and two against them here, and then the first two games played really well. Uh, Reddick didn't pull back the Pence home run. You know, we might have won behind uh, behind Lynn on on Friday night. Obviously, Reddick made a hell of a catch, and and uh, we lose, and then. The last two game, last two days, you know, you really saw like the the depth of their pitching staff like, you know, against the lack of depth with us. Uh, I thought that was that was really the story, and um, you know, a couple of defensive miscues made it look a lot a lot uglier. You know, John, what everybody's not everybody, but a lot of people are talking about. Okay, what about Odor? And he did sit. Um, and in the past, there's been times where Odor is struggling, and he's been sent down to correct things, and he's responded well to that. Uh, but you know, it's it's you can look at this. Go, okay, these are patterns here. It, what does Rugi have to do to get to a point where you guys might consider sending him down, or is it occasional rest and lets this thing's got to play itself out? That's a great question, Skin. I, I think with Rugi, um, other you know, there's some other guys in that category too. You, you could argue, um, you know, with, with Rugi, he's had these stretches before. Uh, I you know, I really don't want to. I don't want it to be where. You know, we have to send them down to um, to figure it out. Have a lot of confidence in, in the staff up here, and you know, ultimately have have confidence in Rugi as well. You know, and his process had been really good, I thought, in spring training as far as you know, not chasing, um, kind of like understanding his strengths and, and shrinking the zone. Um, it had been better the first two weeks, even though the the results weren't. But the process was, and you know, then he has the knee injury, and, and really since he's come back, he's he's really struggled just to you know to make contact on you know any sort of kind of above average fastball, and so 
they're beating him right now. He's, he's clearly got to make an adjustment. It's definitely something we're talking about. And, um, you know, optioning the guy is always a, a consideration, but we'd prefer to be able to figure it out up here at this point. All right, so let's take it Let's take it to youth baseball. Because, man, I, I don't know if you know this, J.D., I'm one of the greatest youth baseball coaches of all time. Were you aware of that? See that? Okay, you know you know that. Been discussed a lot. Well, what what what? Before I got run out of the game, not involved anymore. Uh, caveat: want to throw in there. What we would say to a guy who's not catching up with the fastball is, "Kid, you got to put a lighter bat in your hand." And there's all these rumors going around about these bats that uh, Rugi uses that it's a telephone pole or whatever. Is it just way too simple for a guy like me to sit here on my couch and say, "Well, man, maybe get a lighter bat"? Is that silly? Uh. Oh, not not necessarily silly. I, I, listen, I had a, we talk about those things as well. Um, the thing with Rugi is is uh, not not just like lighter bat, but the length of the bat. And he actually, if you if you look, he actually holds the knob kind of up um, into the palm on on his right hand. So whereas a lot of guys, the you know the knob typically is kind of below your bottom hand, his is his sits in the middle of his palm. On, on his right hand. So it actually makes it look even longer because it's not, you know what I'm saying? He's not holding it down uh, at the bottom of the, the handle. He's actually holding it below that. So, um, but it's also the same bat that he's had success with in the past. You know, it's how you just went to a heavier or longer one or he started gripping it that way. So, um, listen, there's obviously got to be an adjustment made. Uh, all these things are, are being discussed by our coaches and in our front office. John, what was uh, it was in a, a loss? There was a bunch of runs that were put up before he came in, but with what you saw from Leclerc yesterday, does that have you feeling a little bit better in that regard? I do because of how he did it. You know, he came in. Yeah, um, you know, he's a super competitive guy. I don't think he was real happy that we were, you know, getting getting beat the way we were getting beat. Uh, but he looked a lot more under control with his delivery. Um, you know, there were some things that we we'd seen where, especially on his fastball, he's kind of flying open and had those big kind of arm side misses, and he was really spotting up his fastball a lot better. And when he does that at 96, 97, you know, everything plays off it. And he saw miss, you know, a lot more swing and miss yesterday, so that was really encouraging. Man, I, I read an article over at Lone Star Ball by uh, Adam Morris, and he it was about Nomar Mazzara. And it's actually looking at a lot of the Sabre metrics to where it's like, wait a second, you know, people are are down on Mazzara a little bit, but, you know, and maybe the batting average isn't where he would want it to be. But if you start looking at some of the Sabre metrics, you're like, wow, okay, he's hitting the ball harder. He's hitting more line drives. He's getting the ball in the air more than he has in the past. And um, they're definitely, he's not striking out as much. There's there's a lot to be encouraged about. So where are you with regard to what you're seeing from Nomar right now? Uh kind of in between um you know in between the kind of doom and gloom and then i read i saw adam's article as well um yeah Mads is a guy that has you know all the potential in the world um he's been a good player but you know we, to this point in his career came up at 20 21 years old i think we all feel like i mean the industry feels like there, there's another level for him to get to and you know, he did, he, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Again, he's been a good player. He's been a you know quality big league player, but he hasn't been the kind of dominant middle of the order force that you know, I think that you're that you're hoping for. And and everybody's kind of graded on a curve, right? We all have expectations, whether athletes or whatever walk of life. And I think that's that's where you're looking at with Maz is you're like this is a guy whose value is primarily in his bat, um, who 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 has been a good hitter, but we think can be a great one. I think until 
we can kind of push them along in that direction, there's going to be those questions. John, before we let you go, we got to get to this very important topic. KT was has been working the meat judging beat and had a really great story about what's going on at Texas Tech. They're always the national champion. But we, you know, we like to get out on the grill from time to time. I know baseball executives have meetings at steakhouses. You probably had meals at incredible steakhouses. But if something is going down at the Daniels household and an important guest is coming over, do you have the skills necessary to get out on the grill and work an incredible steak and then bring it in and deliver the goods? Only if, like, my wife is standing there telling me what to do. <laughs> oh, <myself>. no. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I mean, like, it may be, like, stepping in and taking control. <laughs> a little of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a busy guy. No. Yeah, but I don't think that's really an excuse. I think it's more just a matter of incompetence around the grill. <laughs> what is, What is your uh, go-to steak? Do you have a preferred cut? Uh, I mean, if if I'm out, I would typically order a filet. Um, but I'm not like a. I don't. I know it's kind of like a, a Texas thing. You got to have your like signature steak. I just I'm pretty basic. I like a like a filet. Okay. How about you? Well, I'm a ribeye guy. To me, you know, I think the the more unhealthy it is, the more it fits. It aligns with my lifestyle. <laughs> I would have I would have bet money you were going to use the term marbling right there. <laughs> I, I almost did. That's how that's how doctors describe my fitness. Uh, hey, thank you, thank you so much, JD. Appreciate your time. All right, guys. Take care. There he goes, John Please. Davis. Like, yeah, Ben, you got a little too much marbling happening in the belly area here. We need to be a fine steak. Uh, but not for a human. Uh, okay, thank you to JD for jumping on this. We appreciate that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.